DJ Bean, our Bruins beat writer, joining us right now. DJ, did this go down the way you anticipated, or did you expect something different from the Bruins and how they eventually handled the uh, contracts for these two players? Uh, I mean, it went down one of the two ways it could, I guess. Like, the Bruins could have obviously cleared some cap space and signed them to more respectable deals that uh, would give them some insurance past this coming season, or they could just, you know, stand pat, not do anything, and insist upon them taking these low-money deals because these guys had no leverage, and that's what ended up happening. Ultimately, I was surprised that happened because Peter Shirelli, I mean, he gets accused of overpaying his guys, which he doesn't, but Shirelli generally takes care of his guys, and in this case, he kind of had to screw them over for a year. Hey, DJ, uh, obviously 2000 and, uh, this season, I should say, 14-15, uh, it's nice to have them all on the ice. Uh, what's the issue moving forward, though? This is a good, good thing long-term for the Bruins. It, it probably isn't a good thing long-term for them, but, Lou, you mentioned it's a good thing this season. Just that I mean, trading Johnny Boychuk would have been horrible if that were to have to ha- happen. Um, they should keep this guy, let him walk at the end of the season because they won't be able to afford him. But, I mean, keeping all these guys this season, it's kind of like last year where, the, you know, you bet on the season that's in front of you right then. You've got an aging Zidane Chara. Uh, you don't know what things are going to look like three, four years down the road, so worry about each season at a, at a time. You're going to be one of the better teams in the league, so that's what they're doing. The issue is, at the end of this year now, you add Krugan Smith to a long list of guys that, that, that are going to be up. I mean, Dougie Hamilton's a restricted free agent at the end of the year. Krugan Smith are both restricted free agents at the end of the year. Boy Chuck's up. Soderbergh's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, they've already got like $50 million tied up to 10 guys. And the cap will go up, I'm sure, some, somewhat, but we don't know how much. And if these guys go out and have really good years, then the Bruins are, are looking at a really messy offseason next summer. Hey, so, DJ, so you signed Krug, you signed Smith, you got him for one year. The core of this team is basically still intact. Obviously, again, let's not here. So what, what would make a, a Bruins fan optimistic about the upcoming season? What have you seen in camp so far that would make you say, okay, Okay, we we still got we still got a chance. Well, I mean, from what I've seen in camp, I mean, Bergeron and Marchand look really good. But you know what? You expect those guys to be really good. Really, take a step back and look at the overall uh, picture in the Eastern Conference. Penguins had a good offseason. They got Christian Ehrhoff for next to nothing, even though they lost two of their defensemen um, to free agency. But really, that's your competition as far as heavy hitters in the Eastern Conference go. So, yeah, you got bounced by the Canadians last year. But you still consider the Bruins the best team in the Eastern Conference going into this season. So, I mean, there's, there's reason to be optimistic. Yes, this roster is worse than it was a season ago. But, I mean, Dougie Hamilton's a year better. Is it, uh, um, Dennis Seidenberg's healthy. Tuka Rask is coming off of Vezina this season. So there's, there's a lot to like about this team. Uh, obviously, it was a relatively boring offseason, and it only looked like there was subtraction. But, I mean, this, this team can be just as good as it was last season. DJ Bean, our WEEI.com Bruins beat writer on 93.7 WEEI. DJ, as now we look at the ink drying on these two deals, what's the next move? What has? What's the most likely outcome to get them uh, under the cap and set uh, for the start of the year? What, what, do, you, what do you see them doing um, to move some names off the roster? Well, they're, they're under the cap right now 
Tim. The issue is they don't have a lot of cap space. Right, but if they want to make a move during the season, they need to give themselves a buffer. So they do anything? Well, that and they need to clear up probably a little bit of cap space just to, just for whichever young forwards end up making this team. But unlike where you thought if they give if they gave these two guys good deals, you'd have to probably trim three, four million dollars in cap space. They probably right now need to trim six hundred to eight hundred thousand in cap space. A logical move for me, if if he can show that he's healthy and teams want him, is McQuaid, who makes I think one five six million against the cap. That lets you at least get into the season with your roster and you're under the cap. You know, Tim, you asked about room to to make a deal. I don't know if they can do that this year, and that's that's very different from what they've done in years past. They've had some spending money at the deadline last year. They were able to go out and get Mazaros, which swing and a miss there, but. Uh, they at least were able to do it a couple years ago, or a few years ago. They were able to get Caberly. They were able to get Heverly. I think this year you're looking at a, a quiet trade deadline for them. DJ, what, what's um, as far as these two players? Is there an extension waiting, like during the season? Is that one way to kind of get around it? Just have them under the cap now, and then maybe extend them before it gets to restricted free agency. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. Like I asked, I asked Shirelli about this a couple a couple weeks ago. And he was kind of irked by the question, but like I said earlier, he has good relationships with his players, and he takes care of them, and it's one of the reasons why guys like playing for the Bruins. It's one of the reasons that Daniel Char wanted to come to the Bruins, because he respected Shirelli so much. So I've got to think that there's some sort of, there's another uh, shoe to fall here, where whether it's a month or two into the season, you see these guys get extensions. Or maybe, you know, they wait out the season. Maybe they bank on, on crew getting sick again like he did last or I'm sorry, Smith getting sick again like he did last year and hitting a wall after getting off to a really good start. Maybe they think that, you know, as, as uh, crew gets further into his career, now the guys kind of know who he is, maybe he gets pushed around a little bit more. Maybe they plan against better competition and he does worse. Like, maybe they're just banking on their value to come down a bit. But I wouldn't count on it. I think it's a smart move going forward with these guys is to pay them what they're, uh, what they're worth so they don't end up being burned like the Canadians were with Subban where they underpaid him on their second deal and then, bam, he goes out and wins the Norris and they're paying him $9 million a year. Hey, DJ, last thing. Do you ever get confused? Uh, do people confuse you with Field Yates? Oh, no. He's way more handsome than I am. No, never? Okay, because Field Yates walked in here one time, I don't know, maybe months ago, and I said, hey, hey, DJ, what's up? <laughs> Thinking... <laughs> I mean, just initially, I was new, didn't know everybody that well. He, you know, I think you were clean-shaven at the time, and the thing was that Field Yates was like, oh, hey, how you doing? So I think he thinks he's you or doesn't, didn't want to like, hurt my feelings. No, no, no. All this, maybe he didn't want to hurt my feelings. All this is is proving the Minahan theory that you don't know anybody in the building. Well, or was that Jerry that said that? That was Jerry that I'm said that? Sure. It was Minahan who said it, but I just was curious I, I because they're, they're just similar in, in type, right? No? I think that if Field didn't sleep for like a year and a half and gained like 15 pounds, then and his nose grew a lot. Then okay, maybe. so yeah, I guess it's me. <laughs> I guess it's, it's, it's 100% me then. It's, this so is all no you, reason. Can we put a picture of Field and DJ up next to each other? We can do that. See. You were more right it. about no, Mr. Peabody and June Lee. You're way <laughs> right, more okay. right about don't, that than you are. Don't do this, because on my own, I look okay. Like I, if I'm, I look, if you go up to someone and say, hey, that guy's handsome, right? They'll say, yeah, probably. But if, don't put me next If you put me next to Field, Field is just... Stunning. I'll, I'll look oh, wow. <laughs> well, no, do you think it's because you're covering hockey that you got to, like, you know, be, look more rugged, you know, get the beard going? Yeah. And yeah, one of the guys? 
Yeah, I, I've, I've, right now I have like the pubic Tyler Sagan beard going. So it looks really bad. <laughs> Get that Brad Marshawn yeah. haircut too, by the way. Yeah, you know what? I had that before him. Yeah, keeps, yeah, I had that before him. All right, you're a trendsetter. All right, Field, yeah. thanks a lot for joining us. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Uh, All right, that's DJ Beaner, WEEI.com. I don't think that's true, by the way. Oh.